Chapter Fifteen of Gargantua and Pantagruel, Book Two. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Martin Giessen. Gargantua and Pantagruel, Book Two, by Francois Rabelais translated by sir thomas urquhart of cromarty and peter anthony motteux chapter fifteen how panurge showed a very new way to build the walls of paris pantagruel one day to refresh himself of his study went a-walking towards saint marcel's suburbs to see the extravagancy of the gobeline building and to taste of their spiced bread panurge was with him having always a flagon under his gown and a good slice of a gammon of bacon for without this he never went saying that it was a yeoman of the guard to him to preserve his body from harm other sword carried he none and when pantagruel would have given him one he answered that he needed none for that it would but heat his milt yea part said epistemon if thou shouldst be set upon how wouldst thou defend thyself with great buskinades or brodkin blows answered he provided thrusts were forbidden at their return panurge considered the walls of the city of paris and in derision said to pantagruel see what fair walls here are oh how strong they are and well fitted to keep geese in a mew or coop to fatten them by me beard they are competently scurvy for such a city as this is for a cow with one fart would go near to overthrow above six fathoms of them oh my friend said pantagruel dost thou know what agesileus said when he was asked why the great city of lacedaemon was not enclosed with walls lo here said he the walls of the city in showing them the inhabitants and citizens thereof so strong so well armed and so expert in military discipline signifying thereby that there is no wall but of bones and that towns and cities cannot have a surer wall nor better fortification than the prowess and virtue of the citizens and inhabitants so is this city so strong by the great number of warlike people that are in it that they care not for making any other walls besides whosoever would go about to wall it as strasbourg orleans or ferrara would find it almost impossible the cost and charges would be so excessive yea part said panurge it is good nevertheless to have an outside of stone when we are invaded by our enemies were it but to ask who is below there oh. as for the enormous expense which you say would be needful for undertaking the great work of walling this city about 
if the gentlemen of the town will be pleased to give me a good rough cup of wine i will show them a pretty strange and new way how they may build them good cheap <laughs> how said pantagruel do not speak of it then answered panurge and i will tell you i see that the sine qua nones calibistris or contrapunctums of the women of this country are better cheap than stones of them should the walls be built ranging them in good symmetry by the rules of architecture and placing the largest in the first ranks then sloping downwards ridgewise like the back of an ass the middle-sized ones must be ranked next and last of all the least and smallest this done there must be a fine little interlacing of them like points of diamonds as is to be seen in the great tower of bourges with a like number of the nudi nudos nil nisistandos and stiff brachmards that dwell in amongst the claustral quad pieces what devil were able to overthrow such walls there is no metal like it to resist blows in so far that if culverin shot should come to graze upon it you would incontinently see distill from thence the blessed fruit of the great pox as small as rain beware in the name of the devils and hold off furthermore no thunderbolt or lightning would fall upon it for why they are all either blessed or consecrated i see but one inconveniency in it <laughs> said pantagruel and what is that it is that the flies would be so liquorish of them that you would wonder and would quickly gather there together and there leave their ordure and excretions and so all the work would be spoiled but see how that might be remedied they must be wiped and made rid of the flies with fair fox-tails or great good vide-daisies which are ass-pizzles of provence and to this purpose i will tell you as we go to supper a brave example set down by frater lubinus libro de computationibus mendicantium <coughs> in the time that beasts did speak which is not yet three days since a poor lion walking through the forest of bieur and saying his own little private devotions passed under a tree where there was a roguish collier gotten up to cut down wood who seeing the lion cast his hatchet at him and wounded him enormously in one of his legs whereupon the lion halting he so long toiled and turmoiled himself in roaming up and down the forest to find help that at last he met with a carpenter who willingly looked upon his wound cleansed it as well as he could and filled it with moss telling him that he must wipe his wound well that the flies might not do their excrements in it 
whilst he should go search for some yarrow or meal-foil commonly called the carpenter's herb the lion being thus healed walked along in the forest at what time a sempiternus crone and old hag was picking up and gathering some sticks in the said forest who seeing the lion coming towards her for fear fell down backwards in such sort that the wind blew up her gown coats and smock even as far as above her shoulders which the lion perceiving for pity ran to see whether she had taken any hurt by the fall and thereupon considering her how do you call it said o oh, poor woman who hath thus wounded thee which words when he had spoken he espied a fox whom he called to come to him saying gossip reynard ho oh, hither hither and for cause when the fox was come he said unto him my gossip and friend they have hurt this good woman here between the legs most villainously and there is a manifest solution of continuity see how great a wound it is even from the tail up to the navel in measure four nay full five handfuls and a half this is the blow of a hatchet i doubt me it is an old wound and therefore that the flies may not get into it wipe it lustily well and hard i prithee both within and without thou hast a good tail and long wipe my friend wipe i beseech thee and in the meanwhile i will go get some moss to put into it for thus ought we to succour and help one another wipe it hard thus my friend wipe it well for this wound must be often wiped otherwise the party cannot be at ease go to wipe well my little gossip wipe god hath furnished thee with a tail thou hast a long one and of a bigness proportionable wipe hard and be not weary a good wiper who in wiping continually wipeth with his wipard by wasps shall never be wounded wipe my pretty minion wipe my little bully i will not stay long then went he to get store of moss and when he was a little way off he cried out in speaking to the fox thus wipe well still gossip wipe and let it never grieve thee to wipe well my little gossip i will put thee into service to be wiper to don pedro de castile wipe only wipe and no more the poor fox wiped as hard as he could here and there within and without but the false old trot did so fizzle and fist that she stunk like a hundred devils which put the poor fox to a great deal of ill-ease 
for he knew not what side to turn himself to escape the unsavoury perfume of this old woman's postern blasts and whilst to that effect he was shifting hither and thither without knowing how to shun the annoyance of those unwholesome gusts he saw that behind there was yet another hole not so great as that which he did wipe out of which came this filthy and infectious air <coughs> the lion at last returned bringing with him of moss more than eighteen packs would hold and began to put into the wound with a staff which he had provided for that purpose and had already put in full sixteen packs and a half at which he was amazed what a devil said he this wound is very deep it would hold above two cartloads of moss the fox perceiving this said unto the lion oh gossip lion my friend i pray thee do not put in all thy moss there keep somewhat for there is yet here another little hole that stinks like five hundred devils i am almost choked with the smell thereof it is so pestiferous and empoisoning <laughs> thus must these walls be kept from the flies and wages allowed to some for wiping of them <laughs> then said pantagruel how dost thou know that the privy parts of women are at such a cheap rate for in this city there are many virtuous honest and chaste women besides the maids <laughs> et ubi prenus said panurge i will give you my opinion of it and that upon certain and assured knowledge i do not brag that i have bum-basted four hundred and seventeen since i came into this city though it be but nine days ago but this very morning i met with a good fellow who in a wallet such as aesop's was carried two little girls of two or three years old at the most one before and the other behind he demanded alms of me but i made the answer that i had more cods than pens afterwards i asked him good man these two girls are they maids brother said he i have carried them thus these two years and in regard of her that is before whom i see continually in my opinion she is a virgin nevertheless i will not put my finger in the fire for it as for her that is behind doubtless i can say nothing <laughs> indeed said pantagruel thou art a gentle companion i will have thee to be apparelled in my livery and therefore caused him to be clothed most gallantly according to the fashion that then was only that panurge would have the codpiece of his breeches three foot long and in shape square not round 
which was done and was well worth the seeing oftentimes was he wont to say that the world had not yet known the emolument and utility that is in wearing great codpieces but time would one day teach it them as all things have been invented in time god keep from hurt said he the good fellow whose long codpiece or braguet hath saved his life god keep from heart him whose long braguet hath been worth to him in one day one hundred three score thousand and nine crowns god keep from heart him who by his long braguet hath saved a whole city from dying by famine and by god i will make a book of the commodity of long braggets when i shall have more leisure and indeed he composed a fair great book with figures but it is not printed as yet that i know of End of chapter fifteen